Alright, welcome to the Before You Die podcast, where every week we watch it. the 1001 greatest movies of all time, so you don't have to. Uh, this week is Roland Emmerich's sci-fi classic, Independence Day, and you're hearing from me, Craig, and... Um, my name is Kevin. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, Independence Day was a movie about the mysterious and powerful aliens who launch an all-out invasion against the human race. The spectacle begins when massive spaceships appear in Earth's skies. Uh, but wonder turns to terror as the ships blast destructive beams of fire down on cities all over the planet. Now the world's only hope lies with a determined band of survivors uniting for one last strike against the invaders before it's the end of all mankind. Ominous. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, me and Gavin both watched this movie in the last week, made our notes, and uh, we're here to tell you what we think about it and whether or not it's worth seeing. So, let's get started. So, what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it it's been a while <laughs> in terms of when you first saw it though how did you rate it when you first saw it because I didn't see it in the cinema I, I, at the time we wouldn't really be cinema goers as a family uh, I, I did see it in the cinema I think like I think I can name on my on one hand how many films I've seen between Jurassic Park and probably Fifth Element so this wasn't on it, um, but I do remember thinking I saw it, we got it on video, and it was one of the few videos we owned, and I remember thinking, this is a little bit overrated, even when even when I was 10, but then I don't know whether it was because of the hype had, at that point had dissipated or whatever, but I kind of compared it, I think, to Jurassic Park, and I do think this is a different kind of blockbuster than Jurassic Park. I think this really brings a bigger spectacle to it, because I know Jurassic Park, I know the idea of Danger Rocker isn't a spectacle, like, but... It is obviously, but seeing one dinosaur is enough. Whereas this, it's spaceships that are bigger than Texas flying <laughs> overhead, and thousands of ships flying out of it, and thousands of fighter jets going against it. Like I think the spectacle of it was so big. Was it fifteen kilometers across? Yeah, across like, they're supposed it to. It was insane. Like, like <laughs> and like I don't like I, I I do feel like even thinking about it now, like just how important the sea changes from from say Jurassic Park to Independence Day, and then the difference between blockbusters now and what they had for Independence Day um, yeah like I, I, I'm surprised or amazed that as a 10 year old you felt it was overrated I know but I, <laughs> like I said I, I didn't have the, I didn't see it in the cinema so I, don't, I feel like because maybe that spectacle was lost on me seeing it on a 22 inch tube yeah. TV you know that way so True. I don't know whether or not it's one of these things where if I saw in the cinema you're blown away by it yeah. Whereas when you see it, and I think that may that might be the testament of a film because I do think Jurassic Park works on would work on a laptop screen or even on a yeah. phone. Whereas that's one thing I will say about Independence Day. Anyway, I think the spectacle is helped by the big screen. You know. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, even from watching it, like I remember, I do, I do remember seeing it in the cinema and being like completely, like blown away the first time you see the the ships. Um, coming into the atmosphere and like hovering like because they, they start with like the clouds and they're like engulfed in clouds mm. so you don't get to see what they are um, and I remember like the second they come out of the clouds the first time you're just like oh my god yeah um, I almost think the shadow works better even as well the shadows worked so well in it like the shadow going over like Hollywood going over parts of like Egypt I think that yeah. goes over the um, pyramids Obviously, it's, a, it's the only thing they'll ever show. If they're showing Egypt, they're not going to show <laughs> downtown Cairo. It's going to be pyramid. But 
like I think that visual works so well that's what I think they get visual I, a lot of visuals are so right about this film that's one thing I think they get really right I think the aliens look good the ship looks good yeah. the visual obviously the most famous visual the poster pretty much that's a great visual again yeah like I do think that's one thing they get particularly right as well and then I again I think the, the casting as well is, is brilliant as well like Jeff Goldblum that's yeah. like uh, and what's his name Joseph Gordon-Levitt a young Joseph Gordon Levitt. Was that jo- Oh, Miguel's little brother? Yeah. The one who's getting. Sick. I did not know that. Yeah. That's such a mul- multicultural family, though, because Miguel <laughs> appears to be like either Hispanic or Native yeah. American. I don't know. There's no answer questions. He does about not that. look like Randy Quaid anyway. No. I don't know if they're even his kids, but. Yeah. Um, no, I thought. You're right. I think Jeff Goldblum for me was the absolute. The best thing about it. I loved. Yeah. I loved his scenes with his, his dad as well in the car. And just every scene him, with him and his dad. And I love the scenes with Will Smith. I felt like every, pretty much Jeff Goldblum was was who you were rooting for from from the beginning. Yeah. He was that. He was the crazy scientist without looking like the crazy scientist. Yeah, and nobody like nobody listened to him. Yeah, like. yeah. I I think like I said, I think with with Jeff Goldblum they had they had something there, and I think they were smart enough to use Jeff Goldblum throughout because I feel like he's um he's a type of he's the type of character I don't know was particularly common in blockbusters at that time because I suppose coming out of the eighties it was like Stallone, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and then even heroes. then like who like a schlub would be uh, Bruce Willis, who's still pretty much a badass, whereas he like yeah. I think Jeff Gobb was a badass in his own right, you know, and that's what I think I well I partic- I just thought he was brilliant and I thought his dialogue was great. And then I found out that a lot of the dialogue he had between Will Smith and the dialogue he had between his dad was like heavily improvised and I think that's why their scenes work so well because mm. it's kind of this they don't have to go exposition 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 like yeah, pretty really much every scene like, yeah because yeah. I felt that's one thing like the, the scenes with the government officials were very stilted yeah because of that because they were constantly like talking about the invasion or whatever and there was very little little character development going on with any of those people like what you Heck all. <laughs> yeah, like what, do you, like, what do you know about the president? He was a fire jet pilot, fire pilot, and yeah. he was rash. Well, I thought he was rash, but I don't know if we're meant to think he's rash. I don't know if yeah. we think he's a hero, but I thought he was rash. They tried to set him up as weak in the beginning. Uh, there was like a, a couple of lines of dialogue where his whatever she is, his his right hand woman, mm. she was like, "They think you're a weak president," or it was something like that. Um, yeah. Like, so that kind of was supposed to set him up as like he was supposed to get better as the movie but went on. then I on. felt like he was he constantly at odds with like at odds with himself almost because his emotions took the better of him so many times yeah. and he was just kind of like yeah nuked him yeah attacked him yeah did. and then you're kind of thinking now at this time surely calm is what need what's needed and then even at the end he's like no I'm jumping in one of these fire tests like well your wife just died and you have a daughter there so you can orphan her or possibly you know just don't do that like, yeah. no no I'm going I'm going you're kind of like alright yeah you're a terrible president. <laughs> he was pretty awful, or plus his voice. I was almost like he was doing um, a Clint Eastwood impression. I don't yeah. think anyone would vote for president with that, with that cracked and kind of whispery a voice. I yeah. think he's quite. I don't know. I just Bill Pullman. I think was heavily miscast in this film. But yeah. I don't know. Bill Pullman with whisper yeah. voice just kind of annoyed me throughout. And even though he just jumps into a fire plane at the end as well, I'm like, surely you need to be constantly training. 
like, I know, yeah. flying all the time to be able to fly a fighter jet. Although, to be fair, I don't think training is a big thing because as I would say to those was like, I've seen Wendy's fly in the sky. I'm pretty sure I can fly this. It's like, well, I've seen I've seen helicopters fly this sky. I'm pretty sure I don't know how to fly a helicopter, but. Okay, Will Smith. Did you watch the Will Smith actually? Um, like as a kid, I remember I loved them because, like, obviously Fresh Prince of Bel Air like wasn't long gone at that point. But um, like watching it again, I was like, that's so overacted. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. But I will say this: it's it's interesting to see him then when his star is on the rise as opposed to being like pretty much the star. Yeah. Because I feel like if you watch a Will Smith film now, I think he kind of owns the whole film. Whereas he has to own his he's big and he like I said he is yeah. big but he needs to own those things because this is him trying to make it he's trying to be the star without True. actually taking I think he t- almost takes over the film but I don't think it's as obtrusive as when he does it in films now like if you see Will Smith film or even in interviews he literally takes over the whole thing whereas yeah. when you see him doing it when you see him do it here I don't know it feels like when you're watching him he's trying to take that chance to be I could be an A-lister based on this film and yeah and that was his first yeah, well, oh, Bad Boys was so was Bad Boys ninety four ninety four ninety five. So Bad Boys was before, but I suppose he probably shot this. It would have been yeah around the same time. Yeah, and uh, what about Randy Quaid? Where do you fall on Randy Quaid? <laughs> Pretty much playing present day Randy Quaid. Quaid <laughs> real life Randy Quaid. Um, I don't even know what his character was in. Yeah, it, to be I honest, almost feel but... like they made light of the fact yeah. that he clearly had some kind of post traumatic stress. He clearly had a drinking yeah. problem, and he clearly was not a good father. And it's kind of like I feel like they could have had he could have got a lot more mileage out of someone who was a bit more tragic a character than comedic there because like, yeah. like you said they did have the comedic elements there with Jeff Goldblum and with Will Smith yeah. and then I think um, even as, they even kind of made a joke out of his sacrifice at the end where he's saying I'm back and up yours you know yeah. it just it didn't work I don't know I just think it didn't work as a character beat for him because no. like you're trying to think is he still drunk what's going on there you know what I mean yeah. like, and then even then you're thinking what like people like the whole thing is people don't believe him about being getting abducted. Yeah, abducted. Yeah, but like why would? They? And it's a long movie too. Like there's yeah, plenty of room for yeah. that. And that's what like that's why if you watch like I said, and I don't keep going back to it, but like Jurassic Park, like the yeah. moments where Alan Grant hates kids, hates kids, hates kids, but then he has to spend time with two kids, yeah. and you know at the end, you know by the end of the film he's he's ready to have kids. Whereas, what happens with any of these people? Like Will Smith was always going to propose always going to get married he doesn't change like he doesn't he's not like he's not arrogant and just taken down a notch he yeah. literally remains the same Jeff Goldblum just proved right throughout the film yeah he doesn't change so he yeah. doesn't well he changed over the worst because oh, yeah. he becomes yeah, a yeah. smoker <laughs> you're like this is great David but uh, like I don't know that's the thing I think that like, but, but then I'm thinking like is that that's what I mean like the shift then I think between blockbusters is that what they kind of became more more of a spectacle than a fun ride almost you know like if you see Avengers now I can see yeah so independence many pieces, do you know like, what I mean? yeah, exactly yeah. and you can see, like things massive invaders coming from the sky yeah. even and then even Steven Stewart himself when he made War of the Worlds it has more in common with Independence Day and obviously don't get me wrong because the yeah. alien elements but if you watched E.T. or Close Encounters and Jurassic Park and said okay this is how he obviously makes yeah. makes blockbusters but then you see War of the Worlds not I wouldn't have much in common with either all three of those films, but he has a lot more in common with Independence Day. Mm. I just think spectacles became a much bigger deal with Independence Day. So you think that set off like the whole 
like massive two and a half hour long. Yeah, I do. But like, sure, even if you look at Roll Roland Emmerich's next film was Godzilla, pretty yeah. much the same thing. At twenty twelve, day after tomorrow, and then on top of that, you have you'll have stuff like the Avengers, where at the end again, it's a city in peril. Captain America, city in peril. Gardens of the Galaxy, city in peril. I don't think it's a coincidence that this film came out was absolutely massive and people are like, oh, this is this is great, this is what we want to do now. And I, like I said, it does, it's not just sci-fi films, this is, you're talking superhero comic book films, mm. everything like so. I don't know, like maybe maybe I'm giving it a bad rap, because, but I, I don't think it's the worst at the end of it, but I think it is yeah. definitely one of the, f- the first and biggest anyway, so. Yeah, uh, definitely, it doesn't seem intentional anyway, like that, it was just... Yeah, it doesn't seem like yeah. it's following a formula. I do think yeah. it's kind of creating a formula in a way. Yeah. Although even then, I think the formula it does follow, like itself, is kind of is the nineteen fifties sci-fi invader films. But obviously, instead of the like, sort of like the, in fact, they actually have a little clip of the the day the earth stood still in it. Oh, I didn't even know. And again, I think I don't think that's obviously that's no accident and I do yeah. think they want to but I think they went for a completely different tact because obviously the day the earth stood still the time was brought out it was a lot more subdued yeah and this is the 90s so it's going to be bigger but i do think they had a formula and but i think they kind of like they didn't reinvent the wheel but they definitely changed it a little bit and i think from then on i think there has been a difference between the blockbusters of like i said yeah 70s 80s and i think yeah. this was a, like the typical mid 90s blockbuster from there then on because when you think about the blockbusters of the early 90s like terminator 2 jurassic park uh, speed these would be these are the type of films you see and where are the massive set pieces there's not really a massive set piece so to speak they're a lot smaller and I think they I think this changed it like I said I don't think it's a bad thing that's clearly what they're going for mm-hmm. but I think that's the I think that's the biggest influence Independence Day has had is that kind of formula was brought on the screen and that's pretty much been it from here on out yeah and it's long-lasting effects as well. Like I don't think it's it's going away anytime soon. So no, it doesn't seem to be anyway. Yeah. You know, the amount of movies coming out and with the sequel coming out as mm. well. And like you're saying, yeah, all the comic book movies, like pretty much every one now, is like a huge one, huge set yeah. piece. Like and they're always like, like two and a half hours, two two hours forty. Yeah. Whereas again, I think people, I but then again, like I don't, I don't think there was a need for this to be two and a half hours long or two two hours 25 that like, seems forced like yeah stretched at, at times and uh how, so how would you come down on the cheese do you accept the cheese or i think like i accept the cheese because it was the 90s and yeah everything about the 90s was fucking cheesy like no matter what it was um but the i think like for the cast and for this other story that it was and the way they kind of um like from the very beginning it was set up to be pretty cheesy like the the opening shot i think is like where the <clears throat> you see the shadow coming over the moon oh, and the moon is shaking yeah <laughs> and it like, has the uh, michael collins buzz Aldrin and yeah. that uh, their signature kind of like yeah you think you're a great man well we're gonna screw you over but yeah, yeah. um i'm like how big is that ship that mm-hmm. it's, it's shaking the moon like <laughs> surely there's some issues yeah. with gravity and like magnetism here um Oh yeah, like static on the TVs and stuff when it's it kind of gets closer to Earth and like nobody knows what's going on and they can just see this kind of something coming closer yeah. on satellites. Um, I actually do really like the build up to it. I think the build yeah. up is great. I think um, I think the payoff is good as well. But I do think there's a lull. There's a lull kind of 
pretty much right, right after they hit and they're just shooting at force fields and yeah Vivica Eiffel what's her name Vivica uh, Jasmine yeah. Jasmine Jasmine stripper yeah <laughs> finds um, the first lady and they're they're kind of doing that scene and yeah. I think there is a lull there I think you probably could have put something there but again like look that's that's what they wanted they wanted the big epic I think the running time yeah, I think bit. running time alone makes that an epic rather than yeah. actually make it an epic for the right reasons I think but um, yeah like it, it's one of those things where as well I think pr- as a pre-9-11 film the whole destruction of a city mm. was not as big a deal so they could really go to town with it like, yeah, everything got destroyed <laughs> yeah like they enjoyed having people looking at sitting in their cars and looking at an explosion coming towards them or yeah. cars flying towards them I think like Roland, Roland Emmerich clearly likes a disaster movie anyway but yeah. I think he revels in the idea of the fear <laughs> of people's people. face like he, like he likes seeing uh, the the fear in someone's face as a fire is curling yeah. towards them which whatever works for you Roland but I don't know like I think um, I don't think you get away with it now there's no way you get away with seeing that many people in peril and kind of reveling in it not in a in a tw- was it 12's movie no. Is it even? I think it was like PG. Yeah, it, and if it was like it was probably like if it was twelve, it it probably wasn't even close to being fifteen. Like it wasn't. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was ever on the cusp of a bit of fifteen either. Yeah. But like if you look now, like if you saw in Man of Steel, for example, no one actually dies. No, they in, never on do. screen. Yeah. But but it, then obviously Batman or Superman, they talk about like thousands of people dying, thousands of people dying. But the only reason was because there was a backlash, and I don't think that backlash would have existed. Until something like nine eleven happened, or the attacks in yeah. France, the attacks in London, and I think that's what's almost like kind of puts it as a period piece, almost where it's like this is a nineties thing you mm. can get away with, but I don't think you get away with it now, and that's why I'd be interested to see what they do in the exactly. sequel, because I don't think they will. Like if you have, like there is actually a scene where half the, the two to twin towers, like the half top half of both is gone. Mm. And you can you see the Statue of Liberty in the foreground. I don't know if you get away with showing that much destruction, especially of a city like New York or London or yeah. somewhere like that. I don't think you get away with it. And I think they get away with it now. And I, I think it works. And I think those visuals work because it's like, oh, that's so shocking. But the problem is we have those visuals now, real life visuals of that. Yeah. And I don't think you can get away with it now. And I think that's what's, I think that's why it's an interesting film. I think the time it came out, I think it was just... At that time, mega budgets became a thing. Like Cutthroat Islands, I think was that year as well, or oh, the year before. Gina Davis. Yeah, and like <laughs> mega budgets became a thing. I'm sure it wasn't Waterworld as well was around yeah. at that time. Yeah. Like mega budgets were just becoming the norm. It was this is your summer blockbuster. Yeah. You're gonna do it. So the Postman. Yeah, the Postman. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much Kevin Costner. You know, that's what he, that was his mo. Yeah. Um, but it was the end of action heroes and stuff like that. Kind of like getting back to what you were saying mm. earlier, like that whole. Did last, when did Last Action Hero come out? That was in 94, I think. Before that, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was like... Like a meta kind of... Yeah. yeah. There, and there wasn't really... That I can remember anyway, after Independence Day, there wasn't a huge amount of like just well, one yeah. star... Yeah, if you even look like, like some of the films that... Um, like even 94, for example, Arnie did True Lies. And let's be honest, that's kind of, again, almost like a meta take on an action hero. Yeah. And then beyond that, you'd see him doing stuff like Eraser or Stallone doing Assassins. Yeah. These were flops, and the reason is I think people were kind of sick of that type Just of action. Burned out on it, yeah. And but it's but I, that's one thing I will say: like people haven't been burned out by this massive spectacle blockbuster yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but like you look at um, Civil War, for example, or 
well, like X Men will come out, and like that's gonna make hundreds of millions. And mm. I, I have a feeling like they're not too dissimilar from Independence Day. You know, you're gonna have a twenty minute set piece at the end. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have character moments right in the middle. You're gonna have the build up at the start. Like it's like you're gonna have that impending threat. The threat comes, kills a couple of people, or causes yeah. serious damage. They try fight that threat, fail, retreat, find the inner strength, and then twenty minute set piece, which is pretty much the basis of independence day and it's yeah. funny the way it's it's kept that going now like i said i do think independence day does it in a because like i said it, it seems a lot more original in its thing or in its intent i think they do it in a lot more natural way i think like i said i think people are becoming a bit fatigued with the whole mm. spectacle of it but i think seeing this first time i think maybe especially in the cinema like i said i when i saw it on, yeah. on the home video i don't know if it was the same thing but when i I feel like if I saw in the cinema, the whole spectacle would work for me. Yeah. And I, but I just, and I don't think it's lessened any any time now. But maybe because I've seen so many of these spectacle blockbusters, it's hard to say. Do you need Do you need to see Independence Day? Do you? Do you think? Do you need to see it? Um. Maybe as a. Kind of, actually what you said already like uh, as a period piece like it, it has that kind of uh sort of not timelessness about it but like it's it kind of defines that period yeah a lot like those types of movies around that time um like the just over the top stupid action like that's like will smith flying through a canyon yeah like Jason and alien spacecraft punching punching an alien, an alien face <laughs> welcome uh, to earth pretty awesome yeah welcome to earth um like the the stuff like the white house being blown up like all this the stereotypical um stuff like you were saying like showing the the pyramids um I said I think they showed Sydney Harbour as well Sydney Harbour yeah the corny British accents yeah. uh, there's a bit at the end actually that made me laugh when I saw it again the other day it was a uh, uh, after the spacecrafts start getting shot down, there's like these two like um like there's I assume they're supposed to be like natives of some jungle oh, tribe yeah. like two <laughs> right kids here, come yeah. running out like in like loincloths and like spears in their hands. Yeah. And I was like Jesus Christ! Like you couldn't do that now. No, you can't get away with that kind yeah. of shit. It's kind of it is kind of crazy that they they really are. It's it's pro American and no so, apologies about it. It's uh, the most like America saved the world. There's yeah. no one else, the Americans. Because at one stage, the Brit- the British get the information. It's like, the Americans have discovered a way. And one of them says, about bloody time. Like, they've been waiting. Yeah. The Americans just are going to solve this. Let's just wait for the Americans to solve this. <laughs> same with the French. Same with the Germans. Same with the Russians. Same with the Chinese. They're all saying, here, look. We'll just hold out, lads. The Americans are going to yeah. save us. And that's what's, that's going to be fine. That I think that, again, I don't think you get away with that now. And I think, like, as I, I was talking earlier on to you, saying how, in, in a way the Chinese box office has been so important has been good because you have to show another side of mm-hmm. of the world you can't just say oh the Americans are the best and they yeah. do in this like they, they just do yeah and they've even started doing it now in um, like Civil War actually they you know they which I know is part of the storyline of Civil War anyway um, from the comics but like they've started trying to bring in the fact that they you know they're destroying like various parts of the globe yeah and, like killing people and yeah because like, it wasn't even avengers some was in south africa yeah this was in i know it's not a real country but sokovia and then yeah. black panther is setting them in africa so yeah i think you're right yeah. like 
whereas the first one like even up to arm actually up, yeah up to iron man 3 i think all of them were set in pretty much in america yeah um and i just i don't get how that can work long term because yeah but like i said i think with independence they got they got away with it but i think that was almost good because pretty much what other films kind of get away with now it got away with all of those things so it'd be like lack of character development i was like ah sure it's just a, a spectacle and then you'd say oh it was a lot like a lot of it was people dying in that film and he seemed to really love it I was like yeah. ah sure look that was 95 you can't or 96 you can't blame it or the the female characters not be particularly oh, well drawn so fucking dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> but they got away with that yeah. too although I will say it is it is kind of refreshing like because when you really look back it's like they had a black man and a super I guess to be honest Jack Gold was a very Jewish yeah. man a very Jewish man and a black man as the leads mm. in an action film with that with that type of budget that type of spectacle like I think that's like that well, you don't see that now like yeah. Mark Wahlberg for example or you'll see Mark Wahlberg Matt Damon Leonardo DiCaprio you know what I mean you don't really mm. see these people anymore like I think Will Smith was a movie star through through sheer force through, through sheer talent and force yeah, of you, will you couldn't ignore him like yeah um, like he had a, what, so like such a run of fucking hits for yeah well this is when it became this is when it became yeah. like his thing where he'd release every was it every July it must have been yeah it was, like, and yeah, it was just constant like he did he did it with um, Men in Black he did yeah. it with Independence Day but there was something else there was something in between I think well yeah, West also was a as well. massive flop as well oh well, well, well West <laughs> Jesus giant spiders yeah and I enjoyed some some cameos well not cameos but young Adam Baldwin Young Brent Spiner playing a Young Brent Spiner. <laughs> <laughs> letting loose. Star Trek. Yeah. Just uh, letting loose. Having a good time. I actually, I loved this use of prosthetics in that scene. It's especially, I thought the autopsy scene was brilliant. Yeah. Because that still looks good. That doesn't age. Prosthetics just, they don't age badly on screen. Whereas no. the CGI, you could say, oh, that's a bit ropey. But with the, with the prosthetics, it's hard to age. And we do think the puppetry when the, when the, Alien was actually standing. You could tell it was on. Yeah, it looks a bit. Yeah. But the the actual autopsy, the when he's getting kind of the membrane and stuff, yeah. I thought that looked. It looks class. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Even now, yeah, it looks. It still looks really good. But that's what I. That's what I think is what you'd. I'd like to see a lot more films do now is have the hybrid because that's one thing I think it's fine to use CGI like Jurassic Park again is a hybrid of the two and this mm. is the hybrid of the two and use a lot of miniatures as well. But now it's everything, everything is CGI. So you have this yeah. like uncanny valley syndrome watching it where everything here's like like it looks good but i know it's not real yeah you know what i mean like i i find that happens far too often now whereas here you're kind of like oh is that a miniature is that or is that cgi because they mix yeah, them so well. so well yeah um there's a, yeah there's a few ropey parts of cgi um so many explosions mm-hmm. but uh there's one <laughs> there's one bit where uh billy fox is like where she's trying to leave like Manhattan and oh, where yeah. they are and she's going through the tunnel like <laughs> she's running away from the fire and they go into that little side thing yeah. like the, the maintenance hatch or whatever and the dog boomer <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was like all these like everybody before her like has yeah there's just people running like, by as she's smashing into that yeah so. Why don't they jump? Why in don't there? they do it too? Yeah. But like people are getting swept up by flames. Like the the, the flames are like powerful enough to lift cars yeah. and stuff. But yet she manages to get into this little side hatch, and the dog like hilariously jumps in <laughs> yeah. at the end. And as the fire goes past, I'm like, why doesn't that just? 
engulf them. them. Yeah. yeah, like they should be incinerated. I feel like that wouldn't be as feel good though a moment then when <laughs> Will Smith finds the charred corpse of his <laughs> stripper fiance. Also, did you find it weird that everyone seemed to be at work? Like, yeah, she said his shift as a stripper like, during the day. Surely she'd be thinking, you know what? I think I'll take the day off today because there's an alien invasion happening. Yeah. <laughs> or if you look as well, when Will Smith is coming out of his house. And he's looking in the newspaper. He looks to his left. He looks to his right. There's a guy, a, a mailman, delivering mail. So he's known about this for hours. But he says, "You know what? I better finish my route. People might want mail today. I've got a duty." To these There's also a guy at one stage when everything's been destroyed. There's a guy who's just doing filing in an empty office, and you're thinking, "Why is he? Why would you come in to do filing today?" Really dedicated. Yeah. And and it's ironic because they hate bureaucracy because um, the Secretary of State, I can't remember his name, it's Nimziki or something like that. Yeah, I can't. He's fired at the end anyway. Yeah, oh yeah, that guy. He's like, uh, why don't you tell me about Area 51? Plausible deniability. It's kind of like, oh my god. There's fucking aliens in the Like, Would you not be like instantly, (laughs) oh, you know what I should tell you? It's probably something to do with us having an aircraft or whatever. One of their spaceships and a couple of their buddies as well. That's probably why they want to kill us. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious, actually. I've actually forgotten about that. I think I wrote it down. Yeah, when they get to Area 51, it's just like. Wait, they have all this technology already. Yeah. And then why and would you have, keep it a secret? Yeah, they like, seem to have wasted it because they knew... So how would they not know, for example, because they they shot the coke can, so they knew there was a force field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, would actually. Have not, yeah. Would it not have helped to be like, you know what, lads, don't send those up because <laughs> they've all got force fields. Yeah. How do you know? Oh, we actually have one. We, we have one already, yeah. yeah. Have you worked on it? Have you done anything? No, we just kind of let it sit and sit sitting in there. So Data, aka Brent Spiner, has done nothing. Yeah. He's just let his hair grow out. He's a bit crazy. Whatever. He's been smoking weed down there yeah. for the last twenty years. And gotten away with it, to be honest. <laughs> but there was a bit as well, um with the spaceship actually. Oh, the power. Like when he's like the, like can it fly? Yeah. Was like, did, did they never did, check did nobody this try this like at any They point? didn't literally all the work they've ever done on that spaceship seems to have been done in that one day yeah. over a course of maybe four or five hours and like once again Jeff Goldblum, who must be must be one of the smartest people in the world or <laughs> the one with the most common sense because he seems to be saying, Why don't we do this? Yeah. We're like, This is too crazy. No. You're insane, Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Even though he was right all along. Just yeah. like the nukes. When when Brent Spiner's taken over Yeah and he's like uh, I've seen what they want to do. They want to just wipe us out. I was like, all right, yeah, you knew that. But no, his his reaction is nuke the nuke the bastards. And yeah. you're thinking, you knew that. Now, surely, you, what do you think they were going to do after they destroyed pretty much sixty percent of the world? Do you think they were going to say, oh, you know what, lads, let's be friends? No, they were no. always going to destroy the world. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Goldblum says was right about them attacking. Was right about the virus, everything. But they say he says don't nuke. The first thing he says nuke them. Makes no sense, but that's why Bill Pullman yeah. is an awful president. Possibly yeah. worse than Trump. Who he, knows? He's a great space captain in space balls, but <laughs> yeah, terrible, terrible president. Um, there's another thing as well that didn't make any sense, uh, and it was just a real like Deus Ex like fucking moment where, it, uh, oh yeah, when he figures out like that the the satellites, he's like they're using their own satellites against us, right? But he was like, we can disrupt them because they're like they're bouncing their signals. 
um, off these satellites. That's how they're communicating. Yeah, when you just... Yeah, I'm like, wait, hang on. I'm like, these dudes just traveled, like, God knows how many light years or millions of years, and they've been able to communicate across space. Yeah. Surely they don't need our satellites to communicate with each other and coordinate on other sides of the yeah. globe. Do they not have some form of technology where they can communicate don't between these ships? Don't be <laughs> you, need, you need to really suspend your disbelief. But also, even when you say that, why don't they just shut down those satellites instantly? Yeah. Like, forget about it. Like, they can no communicate. That's okay. At least that will sort of that. No, no. Let's leave those satellites up there. Yeah. Let them communicate. It's and also, another thing is, Randy Quaid, he kills, like, he's able to take out the whole spaceship by flying into the, into the, where the, Star Wars, whatever you like, yeah, yeah. Into the, the weapon. But that makes, I'm assuming there was no force field there for that weapon to be allowed to pass through there. Yeah. So, could they not just send lots of kamikaze pilots up and just, kill them all then at yeah. that point and just said oh lads we found the weakness you just fly right up yeah in fact why didn't they just shoot missiles at that all at all along like it makes no sense for sure that's what you i suppose you have to suspend yeah, you, you have to it's like it's aliens attacking and will smith was able to punch one out so mm. you just gotta let it slide you have to accept it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like i said that's why i think it as like i said i think as um almost as a period piece it does work because if a film came out today tomorrow to be like 16 think pieces about how yeah how they got this wrong or oh yeah like especially comic book movies yeah they get like picked apart so much and like even even i know even to an extent we're picking apart but then i don't mind like i, I they, these don't bother me you know but i think it's just interesting to see how much they got away with that because i don't think there was even a fear of that and that's why they were able to just put certain things in like yeah. this, like the satellite because they knew they weren't going to be heavily criticized for it whereas now i think you would be heavily criticized for it yeah it's a good point actually because the like the internet wasn't a big thing then it was only really starting to become mm. something that you could have at home affordably uh like but sir, they had to explain what a computer virus was you know what i mean so yeah, it kind of yeah. shows you just how little knowledge or how little knowledge to expect yeah. the audience to have anyway because obviously that's that's exposition for yeah. not for them it's for the audience there yeah. we need to explain what do they mean by giving something cold and that's yeah where they got it from so. exactly yeah and as well, like the way he's able to upload that virus from his shitty little from Mac, his, yeah, from his Mac laptop on, on an alien spaceship. Um, how did how did he get into their network? Where is he getting a connection from? Did also, he plug does it that into mean they were speaking in English the, and yeah. use use like our number system? Yeah. Because I don't know, I I, yeah. I find it a little bit hard to believe that Jeff Goldblum is that. Although he has shown himself to probably be the smartest man in the world, so at that point, yeah, we we may as well just say, yeah, he's right. The greatest fighter pilot pilot in the world and the, the smartest man in the world were on that that yeah. ship, so you can't really complain. <laughs> and another thing, actually, the the ship that they use to get back there was one from Roswell, right? And like that was what at that point, like what fifty 40, years, four yeah, years yeah. before. So like, surely they would have changed those ships. Like, I mean, at some point, like our yeah. cars, like now, like they get upgraded all the time. They go out of date, things change. That's true. Like, would they not notice? Like, this is a forty-year-old ship. That's yeah. trying to get back in. <laughs> this is a yeah, little bit weird. Like their security was fairly lax yeah. when you think about... Because I feel like, as well, if someone wasn't identifying themselves on the way in to an English base, or to, a, sorry, a human base, I feel like you'd have to be able to explain yourself. I, yeah. I don't think two dogs would fly up in a fighter jet uh, and <laughs> land on a thing without identifying themselves. Because literally, that's a different species, you know? It would be like two dogs flying a fighter jet and saying... Can we come into the base, please? Yeah. Or, well, barking their way and saying, you know what? They don't speak our language. They don't look like us. fishy about Let's, these guys. Oh, and also, they're fighting a fighter jet from World War Two. 
That's not left yeah, of it because that's exactly. what the equivalent would be. Yeah. Like it makes no sense. It's like two dogs in a fighter jet from World War Two trying to get into a modern day base. Yeah. But that's okay. The aliens obviously they thought of everything, but not that. Yeah. But, it's it's bizarre. But it's again, like I said, we can pick that apart, but I feel like they knew they were they knew they weren't gonna be picked up on these things, yeah. so they said, Let's just go whatever we wanna do. And I it does make for a more fun film, I suppose, because it does. Like I suppose when you're constantly saying, like, if you see blockbusters now, they'll say, oh, the city's been cleared, so there won't be any deaths, or they've, want, they've gone to an abandoned part of town. It's like... Yeah. They're just new, they're tropes, like, just yeah. new shit that comes up because of, like, yeah. movies like this. Um, like, they learn from, like, well, not necessarily their mistakes, but stuff that's gone before, and because of the internet, where people are just going to pick every little thing apart. Mm. Um you can't like you you can't get away with that stuff anymore unless it's a small budget movie yeah or like uh, it's it's not something like Fox or Disney or whatever putting it out there no. and, like it's something if you don't care about the actual I suppose like uh, mass appeal yeah or something it, like you can get away with it it's it's weird that people they have to even worry about it now like because you shouldn't yeah like, <laughs> if there's people yeah. that are dying in a film they're dying in a film they're not dying yeah. in real life you know what I mean like if if you want that if you want a spectacle you have to take the fact that these fake people are gonna die who cares if they die like it's yeah they're, they're not real people like exactly. I, I, I honestly much. don't care about the destruction they do because it's an escapist thing I know it's not happening like I, like I said it was released 10 years later even I think it would have been savaged by fans the critics I know I know it was kind of mixed critically anyway but I think fans would have been like this is stupid this is stupid this is stupid this is stupid and pick, yeah. picked it apart and that's what I like about it almost because it knows it's kind of suit like rah 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 American it knows it's got like Will Smith punching an alien in the face <laughs> and it knows it's got Jeff Goldblum giving, giving an alien race yeah. a cold or a virus like they know they're doing all that and I don't think they they're apologizing for it, but like, no, they shouldn't have to because it's a, it's a fucking movie. It's a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's exactly what it is. Science fiction. Also on a side note, though, was the the wedding ring that Will Smith bought for Jasmine was the, the ugliest the dolphins, wedding. Yeah, it? Oh my god, oh, yeah. it was horrible. <laughs> I feel like it, it one of those like claw machine deals. Yeah. Where, that's where you, did you get that? Did yeah, you get it, that? It, that it looked like a, a pretty gaudy. Tacky, yeah. tacky ring but then I suppose it kind of sums up the film you know there's, there's still a diamond in the middle there like it's gaudy and a bit tacky around the books yeah. there's still a diamond in the it's middle it's a bit roughed up but so overall then would you like you you have with Jack did Jack watch it with you? no do you no. think he'd like he'd enjoy it? I think he'd enjoy it yeah because he would be the same age now yeah pretty much as I was when I saw it first and how so do you think put it this way if, that's, if this was released today do you think it would be as big a hit like yeah if, if if they kept it like as is like if you just literally transplanted that movie to today with like updated cgi and, and effects and all that kind of yeah. stuff like i think it would be it would bomb like yeah. it, it would be fucking maybe it would actually it might not bomb it might not it would probably it would not be money, as, but I, it wouldn't be yeah. as popular because as it was it was a juggernaut like that yeah. is one of the biggest oh, films huge of all time i'd yeah. say and it's like I said. I don't think it's because it's a bad film that I'm even saying. Like there are these problems, or whatever. I just think those problems exist, and I just think it's funny to see those problems exist and still just be like, ah, screw it, we're gonna go with it because yeah. I think 
filmmakers now are so afraid of making those problems or making those mistakes because yeah. they'll be lambasted for it. You're kind of thinking, especially the pseudoscience stuff. Yeah, like look at the Martian for Christ's sakes. Like yeah. how much shit that got. I know. Yeah. Like looking at the gross here, like in 1996, that made 817 million. That is like that's a lot of fucking money. That, well, that <laughs> even was, today, that's a that's an over a billion dollar film than now. Yeah, that's not even adjusted for inflation. That's the actual gross. Yeah. Like so that that is one of it has to be one of the biggest films of all time. And to, when you think about that kind of box office, that's the type of film that is in the zeitgeist. You know. Yeah. That's the type like because I know people will often say that Avatar never really entered the zeitgeist quite the way it should have like considering the impact it had I think people went to because 3D but I kind of think Independence Day is kind of been a bit forgotten as well yeah I think so but even though I think the impact is a lot bigger than people think it is mm. maybe cinematically the impact was bigger but like culturally, yeah, culturally it wasn't yeah. like Avatar people will remember because it was that big 3D thing yeah. and it was like James Cameron's like oh check it out but no one's, no one's dressing up as navvies for Halloween mm. you know what I mean no one yeah. I don't know like I, I do find it strange that Independence Day never really like like put it this way like Star Wars came out and it was on a level not obviously not obviously quite on the level of Star Wars but not far off Independence Day was that big a film but yeah there's not yeah there was no lasting kind yeah. of appeal for it like no one's no one's cosplaying as no because <laughs> the present from <laughs> because of what we said earlier though I think there was no character development really there was yeah the, yeah the characters nothing really the whole like I said the only character I really liked was Jeff Goldblum and I again I don't think it's because of his character I think. It's pretty much Jeff Goldblum yeah, playing Jeff just, Goldblum. Yeah, he's so. just a great actor. Like, there is nothing to hold on to. It's there's no lore behind it. There's no like there's no backstory to the characters. There's no at what happens after. You're not thinking mm. about it. You're, you don't really care. Like yeah. once the movie's over, you're like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's a throw it's a throwaway film. But, like, but the thing is, I I wouldn't throw it away. If you know what I mean, like. Yeah. The stakes in the in Independence Day are huge, like they're the biggest you can get. But yeah. At the same time, would would any would anyone in the audience be crying if Will Smith's character died? I don't think so. I don't no. think if, if the president died, people would cry. I don't think when Randy Quaid's character died, people cry. you know what I mean. I think that's the difference between something like like Close Encounters or Raiders of the Lost Ark when you want you root for these people but I don't think you necessarily root but yeah. again I, I, it sounds like I'm attacking Independence Day but because it's the first I kind of give it that pass and I think it's important to yeah. to kind of know the distinction between what Independence Day was doing and what wants to kind of come after yeah like Mars Attacks came after yeah. <laughs> like look what happened there um but there was, yeah. It, it set up a lot, like, just in alien invasions, like the Avengers, Transformers, yeah. like, uh, Man of Steel, like, not so much alien invasion, but he is an alien. Uh, Men in Black, War of the Worlds, the newest one. Um, Signs, Monsters vs. Aliens. <laughs> uh, home. Battle, Battle LA as well, I think. It was almost like they took Independence Day mm. and put it on the streets, you know. Pacific Rim, actually, I think that's... Yeah, it's another one. Like, yeah. but that's what I mean. Like, like it's one of those things where, like I said, if it came out, if it came out this year, the exact same film, I think I'd be kind of like, oh, this is boring because I've seen it all before. But mm-hmm. because like, you hadn't seen it all before, that's what makes what yeah. makes Independence Day special. And that's, I well, I on, I think honestly, I put it on, I put it in that list. I think it belongs in the list. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I think I would, for all like all of those reasons, um because the types of blockbusters now they're just following like even though they might be following the same formula 
the characters are different because they're going with pop culture like obviously comics are the big thing now so like something like the Avengers it is alien invasions it is the world is that threat or the world is in peril and somebody must save yeah. it but it's like they're, they're superheroes saving the world mm. instead of like guys in fighter jets yeah um but it could equally be although you know I actually did, I did love the fighter jet scenes you don't see enough of that in uh like that's what star wars i always remember that in star wars as well but the, you don't actually see enough aerial dog fights i think anymore mm. in films no do you, do you think it will change do you think it's going to change you now where they will stop this spectacle and kind of go a bit smaller because I, I think so like you're gonna see like budgets are always gonna get bigger like it, it that well, trend has continued forever like it, they, they just keep getting more mm-hmm. and more and more um and as like cgi gets more advanced like they're gonna keep that, that that's gonna keep continuously take over but you're still gonna have the the smaller budget movies that are gonna go back to the roots or, or mm-hmm. try and do something that but even then like even with civil war to its credit mm they didn't go for I, but I think they they're kind of they've they've heard that criticism now where it's always the same thing mm. an attack on the city an attack on on the earth yeah because at the end of the civil war it was a lot more it was pretty much three people fighting at the end it wasn't like something yeah. collapsing or something about to crash into the earth and I'd love to now know because obviously Marvel is the standard bearer for for blockbusters wrongly or rightly it is I'd love to know now how much of an impact that might have going forward mm. on other films because I think in Independence Day, like I said, it's 20 years old and you can still feel the impact of it. And I'm wondering if that impact will change now. Will it yeah. change up? I don't know if we'll ever go back to... Well, I don't know. Like, Yeah, it does stand alone. Like, oh, and it, you can see it even though if you look at the, the kind of lifetime grosses of a lot of those action movies or blockbusters, like it's still up there as one of the highest Yeah, like 20 years later things like Gone with the Wind and stuff like that like when they're adjusted for inflation like they're still pretty high up but like Independence Day is still yeah regardless like, of adjusted uh, for yeah. inflation it's still yeah. huge it's like, still there yeah. like yeah even as a well put it this way a if popcorn a, sci-fi if, flick let's if, say yeah if a po- put it this way if a popcorn sci-fi flick came out tomorrow and made the gross it made today not just for inflation whatever is 800 and something million mm. it would be considered a massive hit this was making us back 20 years ago like so yeah. Like, if Independence Day 2 makes that much money, it'll be considered, considered a huge success. Yeah. So, I suppose, we'll finish up. What do you think, then? Are you put it, Would you put it in your list? We'll say, would you, for anyone listening, would, would they need to watch this before they die? And why? Okay. I think if you like sci-fi movies, lowbrow sci-fi <laughs> movies, and you don't want to think in the types of movies that you watch, and you're happy to just sit there and go with the flow and not have to pick it apart like we did um <laughs> i think yes uh, it should be on your list and you should watch it because it did start a lot of the the stuff that you see today in blockbusters yeah. that wasn't really there before there was blockbusters before there was action films before but this just kind of rolled everything into one yeah. and just went over the top with it yeah and yeah i think it's a little bit long at two and a half hours but i don't think you'll regret watching it yeah, I'd agree. Anyway, I think as a formula, it might seem old, it might seem stale now. Yeah. But at the time, I think it's far from it. The formula it was creating then was something that was going to be a big deal in cinema for the next 20 years. Like I said, who knows for the next 20 years? Because like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's particularly changed too much since then. Yeah. And I think for that reason, you should be it should be something to watch as kind of a, an artifact of film. And then in terms of the film itself, again, is it perfect? No. 
but I do think it's the type of thing you can watch and enjoy because that's what it's there for. I don't think they were going for anything other than just this is a popcorn film. You watch it, you enjoy it. Yeah. Watch Will Smith punch an alien yeah. and you're going to have a good time. Yeah, that's what I call a close encounter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's both of us then. Yes, it's in yeah. the list. It's on the list. It's on my list anyway, so yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have, I'm glad to have watched it before I shuffle, shuffle off into this mortal coil anyway, so I'm happy to watch yeah. What's next week? So next week, um, have we picked? We haven't picked a movie for next week. Oh, we had a couple in mind. Mm. We did. Sure, we'll think about it anyway. Yeah, and uh, for anybody who may be listening, if you have any suggestions or if there's anything that you want us to watch on your behalf and give her opinion on, uh, feel free. We'll put up some links and things like that where you can get in contact and we'll we'll throw some reference material up there as well for the notes that we made. Thanks for Good. listening. Thanks for listening, <laughs> yeah. We'll get better as we go along, <laughs> hopefully too, and <laughs> more coherent. Um, and then we'll do an outro. Ooh, 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 ooh.